turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Good evening and welcome to Contending for the Faith, where the cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church with your host, Bay Area Pastor, a lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Well, since Christmas is right around the corner, we've decided to do a two-part series entitled Strong Delusions as it Relates to Christmas. Tonight, we'll bring you part one and next week, part two. So in our world today, there is a spiritual warfare between those who say Merry Christmas versus those who say Happy Holidays. New polls indicate that Americans are pretty much split down the middle as to which greeting is more appropriate this time of year. According to one statistic, nearly 90% of Americans say they are celebrating Christmas this year. However, not everyone sees it as a religious holiday. About 40% of the country say it is a very religious holiday for them, and another 30% of the country say it's somewhat of a religious holiday. And then about a third of the country says that they celebrate it, but it's not really a religious holiday for them at all. Question, where do you fall in all of this? And what is the correct view of this polarizing discussion? Well, for the answer to this and much, much more, stay tuned, for we are not pretending. We are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed. And thank you so much for that uh, introduction. And we want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. I'm your host, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, and we know that you're going to be blessed by this uh, teaching tonight, as well as uh, our time of answering uh, questions as well. Now, we uh, thank God for uh, so many of the retail stores that are not selling out for political uh, purposes or for political correctness. Some of the retail stores are saying Merry Christmas, and I like to say Merry Christmas instead of Happy Holiday this year. Amen to that. And let me give you some examples of these retail stores, and we need to support them as Christians. Amen. We need to go to those stores and and let them know how much we appreciate them not selling out. Number one, Gap which is a large retail store in the United States, decided that it was going to stop being politically correct and say it to their workers as well as to the people who shop at their stores. The Gap will be bold in in playing uh, this role uh, as as well as placing signs uh, up uh, for their businesses and work in saying Merry Christmas. And this marks a major change for the Gap retail stores. 
in the past, the Gap company was giving in to the political correctness, uh, like a lot of us we do today, and even some of our churches, by telling all of their workers to say happy holidays and putting out signs that stated the same thing. Number two, organizations like the American Family Associations, and you want to get these names because they're very important. The American Family Association is also like the gap in celebrating this change to say Merry Christmas. Some of the other stores that have been listed to do the same thing as well, number three is the Home Depot. And number four, Macy's. And number five, Walmart. And then number six, Base Pro Shops. And number seven, the Lowe's. And they are encouraging their stores and workers to not be politically correct and to just say Merry Christmas. Thank God for these stores who have not sold out to be politically correct and allow these strong delusions of thinking upon their world and workers and uh, also uh, people in our world today. A lot of us who claim to be Christians give in to the political correctness every day, and we give in to a political pressure uh, of our world right even into the churches. I remember many years ago, Dr. James Dobson, who used to be the president of Focus on the Family, uh, they used to give out buttons that would uh, that people would wear, and I still have some of those buttons, that would say, it's okay to wish me a Merry Christmas. And uh, hopefully they still have those uh, buttons that they give out where our staff is checking into it. And if they do, we'll let you know, because it'll be a good thing to wear around as a witness to the world. Now, in terms of the politics or the political correctness, there is a political divide today. And here are some stats. Gary gave some uh, stats, and I want to give some additional ones. Sixty-six percent of the Democrats say happy holiday is better Now, that's 66% of the Democrats that say happy holiday is better. And then another stat is 67% of the Republicans say uh, stores should uh, greet customers with Merry Christmas. This is an interesting stat as well, that 48% of the independents agree with the Republicans. Now, let me say this in conclusion. Let me give a critical question. Why are we going through all of these major changes in our world that is against the Judeo-Christian moral values? Why are we having these problems today? Well, that's a good question. The answer is found in this, in Second Thessalonians 2, verses 9 through 12. Satan is influencing people to turn away from the love of the truth that they might be saved. Now, when it says that Satan, uh, which is in verse 9, is influencing them and turning people away from the love of the truth, that's even, the love of the truth is even 
Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, because that's the love of the truth. And people are, because of the strong delusion, they are turning away from saying Merry Christmas to everything other than that. And I'll be kind of talking a little bit about that, too, next week on the all the substitutes today that Satan has influenced us under these strong delusions. Verse 11 of Second Thessalonians chapter 2 It says, for this cause, God shall send them strong delusions that they would believe a lie. It is a lie to put happy holidays in front of Merry Christmas. It is a lie, and it's a lie, and people are believing the lie because they are been so conditioned by the enemy with this strong delusion to believe the lie of happy holidays or season greetings or Xmas over Christmas. All of these satanic substitutes are lies of the enemy in the place of Merry Christmas. Now, these are the strong delusions in the hearts and the minds of many people who don't want to change who or who have hard hearts in these areas, or they have baked hearts in these areas. So this Christmas, let me say this in closing, this Christmas and every day, we need to not fall victims of the political correctness where we give in to uh, the pressure of these three C's. The three C's are compromise, confuse, and contradict. Compromise, confuse, and contradict. We need to stand strong against compromising the Christian faith, confusing the Christian faith, and contradicting the Christian faith. Stand strong against political correctness and political pressure. We need to watch out for the strong delusions that's coming up on our people today, and even some churches are falling victim of this political correctness, and they're giving in to the world, and you don't know the difference between the church and the world today. Uh, One closing note that I want to share with you, and this is really important that a lot of people haven't done homework on this word, but holiday, the word holiday is derived from the word holy day. And most people don't know this from a biblical and historical perspective that the Christian Christmas is a Christian holy day. And it marks a holy day. What is that holy day? When Christ was born into the world as Emmanuel, which being interpreted, God with us. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word was made flesh. Emmanuel, God with us. It also marks the holy day when Christ was born as the Savior to save the world from their sins. So when people come to you, let me make a little note to you now, an important encouraging word to you. When people come to you and say, Happy Holiday, You respond by saying, no, the word means happy holy day. Happy holy day. And that holy day means about Jesus Christ. 
And that's why we say Merry Christmas. That's the most important thing that we need to understand in relationship to this. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches regarding the strong delusions that has come upon the people today to turn them away from the Christian essential doctrines and the Christian faith and the Christian moral values. The strong delusion is causing people to get to the point where they become so conditioned away from God that God gets to a point, as it says in Romans chapter 1, that he gives them up to a reprobate mind. You never want to fall victim of a reprobate mind, but you can go there if you keep turning away from God. It says regarding the tribe of Ephraim, Ephraim has joined himself to idols. God said, therefore, leave him alone. You never want to get to the state where God simply backs up and leaves you alone. You never want to be in that state to think what you're doing is so right when in reality it is so wrong. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches regarding the strong delusions that's affecting our people regarding this holy day and Merry Christmas. Brother Gary. All right. Well, it's time for us to take that commercial break. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. We want to begin by thanking everyone who's been faithfully and diligently praying for contending for the faith. Without your prayers and financial support, we couldn't make it. We especially want to thank those who gave over the past couple of weeks, um, Anna and Jackie, Jim and Kim, C.R. Charles, Jerry and Nancy, Rick, Bomani, and uh, Camila. We just want to remind everyone, especially during the holiday seasons, that it does cost us 400 a week to uh, stay on the air. Uh, the winter months can be a difficult time for many radio programs. If, if you've been blessed by this vital ministry and, and the teaching of Dr. Buckner, won't you partner with us? Uh, it, it's, it's such a, a help for, for us to, to know that you're praying, and it's an important uh, help to us to know that you're financially with us, that you're partnering with us, that you're locked arms with us to, to march together as we do the work of the Lord. You know, you, as you're thinking of your Christmas shopping and the many gifts that you have to buy, perhaps you can also think about this ministry and send a special gift, special holiday gift to Contending for the Faith. There's two ways you can give. Uh, Number one, send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, is 94920. Uh, That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon. Tiburon is spelled T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California, 94920. The second way is so much easier. Just get on your smartphone, your tablet, your laptop. Go online and just go to Contending faith.org that's contendingfaith.org and click on the no- on the donate button it's that simple and the way you go you'll be a blessing for time and eternity dr buckner thank you brother gary we appreciate those encouraging words and i want to echo that because 
Uh, it's going to be a busy time uh, this uh, uh, season, uh, Christmas season, for all of us with uh, so many things we'll be doing with uh, the Lord and family. And it's so easy for people to forget about ministries, especially during this time of the year. Ministries really uh, get behind uh, on uh, their work financially because people uh, are not supporting them because they spend most of their money on gifts and things and forget ministry. So we want to encourage people to make it a priority to uh, put God first through the ministry, as it says in Matthew six thirty three. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added. So we want to encourage people to uh, don't lose uh, focus on uh, the ministry, and God will bless you for that. And so what we're going to do right now, we are going to get to some callers, Brother Gary. All right. We have an anonymous phone call on line one. Are you there? Uh, yes, this is Ricky. How oh, you, how'd you doing this evening? <laughs> Why did how they you put doing? you up as anonymous? That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes. And uh, how are you doing this evening? Um, I'm doing fine. How you guys doing? Well, we are truly blessed, truly blessed. And we trust that you got encouraged by the word tonight. Uh, yes, I did. Well, that's good. That's good. Uh, and what's on your heart tonight? I want to ask you a question in Daniel chapter 7, verse 25. Okay, you have your Bible there? Uh, yes, I do. It's always a good thing when people have their Bibles because we want people to follow along with the Word, and the only way you're going to know the Word is to have the Word in front of you. So uh, why don't you read that, and then we'll see where we go from there. Okay, it says, And he shall speak great words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, and think to change times and laws, and they shall be given unto his hand until a time, a time, and a dividing of times. And I want to just ask you, not not the latter part of that verse, but just the, the, the first part of the verse, you know. Um, yeah, the very first part, but not the last part, unless you want to explain that, but I just want to get your input. Yeah, it, it's it's important for us to understand the whole context as well as the verse as well. And um, this is a good question. Uh, and again, I have said this over and over. In order for a, a one to have a working knowledge of the book of Revelation, you have to have a working knowledge of the um, 39 books of the Old Testament, and particularly the book of Daniel. Now, um, <clears throat> it's important for us to understand this. Now, uh, this particular verse, uh, there are many people that interpret it many different ways. So if you were to talk to a uh, partial preterist, uh, they would say that this is uh, something that has already taken place and that uh, the Antichrist would be uh, the emperor uh, Nero, and they would say that all of this took place in the first century. Uh, I don't um, hold to that position uh, at all uh, because uh, I, I believe in, in local prophecy as well as futuristic prophecy, meaning a balance between the two. I believe that there was some events that took place and was fulfilled in uh, biblical times, and yet some things are still to be yet fulfilled. Now, uh, so... 
uh, let me just kind of give you a little background on this first, and then I'll kind of move to another phase that uh, just an overall picture of this verse here. Uh, Daniel 7 and 25 is referring to uh, the time and times, as it has that in the verse itself, the time and times and the divided of time, dividing of times. Now, so a lot of times when people see that, they like, what does that mean? Well, if you look at it, and if you're following along with me explaining it, uh, the time and times and half of a time, because when it says dividing, when it uses the word dividing of times, it is referring to time, times, and half a time. And this obviously refers to three and a half years, which are the last seven years uh, period of the Antichrist power. And we see this also in Daniel 9 and 27, and it continues on to Christ's second coming to as judgment, as the judgment stone that's mentioned in Daniel 2, 35 and 45, and, and, and also going to uh, Revelation uh, 11 and, and Revelation 13. Now, it says here, and he shall speak great words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints of the Most High and think to change times and laws, and they shall be given unto his hand until the time and times and the dividing of time. So this is a reference to the Antichrist. And it's interesting, and I I hope the people are following along with this because this is really important. In verse 21, it says, I beheld, and the same horn made war with the saints and prevailed against them. Well, if you look at Revelation 13 and 5, this is in the context of the Antichrist. So the Antichrist is making war as well against the saints in Revelation uh, 13 and 6. It says the same thing. Revelation 13 and 6, he made war against the saints. And then when you look at Revelation 13 and 5, it mentions this in reference to, uh, rep, uh, I would say, Daniel 7 and 25, where it talks about 42 months. 42 months is averaged out to three and a half years. 42 months in Revelation 13 and 5. So that's fitting into Daniel 7 and 25, and it's referring to that. So this is in the context of the Antichrist, and it says in verse 25, and he shall speak great words against the Most High. So when and, and wear out the saints because he's going to attack the saints. Now, this is uh, this is interesting because it says that and he will uh, wear out the saints. Now, I want you to make a note of that verse 25, the first part of the verse, and when you go all the way back to Revelation chapter um, 13, it talks about in Revelation 13. And verse 5, let me read that 5 through uh, 7. And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemy, and power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. Here we, here we go with the three and a half years. And he 
open his mouth, just like it talks about in Daniel 7, and he opened up his mouth in, in blasphemy against God, same thing, to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven, and it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. To overcome them, it means to wear them out and the kindreds and tongues and nations. So now this is also interesting too. Make note of this because this is very important, that he made war against the saints. Now, if the saints are gone into heaven, which the pre-tribulationists try to say, that the, the saints are gone into heaven and the people left here on the earth to be butchered, is the children of is the children of Israel the the Jewish believers then that doesn't make sense at all because most of the time in scripture saints is always in reference to gentiles and Jews and then the scriptures is clear Paul says there's neither Jew Greek bond or free we're all one in Christ Jesus so we can't separate the church from the Jewish believers. We're all one. Paul says we're all one now in Christ. To separate them is an injustice to the scriptures itself. That's the dispensationalist position, which is not the biblical position. So uh, hopefully this helps you out. Uh, This is a tremendous scripture. Uh, When you get into eschatology, the doctrine of the last days, that's what it means. It brings all this stuff out together, and it fits together like a hand in the glove, which is so critical. Hopefully that helps you out. Yeah, yeah, thanks a lot. I really appreciate that. You're welcome. And you have a prayer request as well? Um, yeah, you, you guys can um, pray uh, pray for uh, my family, my mother, my father again, Roland Linda, all my, all my, all my loved ones, uh, me, me, Cece. Um, and, um, if you guys could just, just also pray, uh, for Eddie Murphy, the actor Eddie Murphy and, uh, Ryan Reynolds, um, that, you know, that, that God would get a hold of them and, uh, draw them. Okay. Well, let's do that. Let's help Brother Gary to lead us in prayer regarding these. Brother Gary. Lord, we say, we just thank you, Lord, for this time together. You said where two or more are gathered, you're there in the midst. And Lord, we just thank you for your presence here with us tonight. And, Lord, we lift up Brother C.C., his, his mom, Rosalinda, his family, that you put a hedge of protection, a wall of fire around them. The enemy could not penetrate. We lift up Brother C.C. as well, that you meet every need that's represented in his life. And, Lord God, we pray that you continue to, to uh, work in the lives of, of, these, of these celebrities, such as Eddie Murphy and Ryan Reynolds and many others. They need Jesus uh, just like we needed Jesus. And, and how you came into our life, Lord, we pray that you would just come into theirs as well, Lord God. Bring people and surround them with with uh, folks that will give them the word of God, give them the truth, Lord God, and that you will soften their hearts to receive it. We just thank you and praise you and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Gary. Um, and Cece, thank you so much for your call and your question as well, and God bless you. Thank you. If you can, too, um, I would like to, before you guys go off, I want to stay on the air and uh, speak to the, I guess, with somebody at the studio so I, so I can get the address again for you guys, you guys mailing address, because I, I, don't, I don't have a pen in my hand right now. Okay, be sure to get that uh, from our phone counselor and make sure that you get it and keep it, because uh, we've, okay. 
given it to you several times, so make sure you keep it and and then get out there some support for us because we can use it. Okay. All righty. Brother Gary, you know we have a couple of minutes. Maybe we can get the uh, question with the next person and come back. Brother Rick is on the line. All right. Brother Rick, are you there? I am. I am. It's good to hear your voice, and uh, just want to uh, say that I'm uh, still hanging in there, and and I, I don't forget you folks. Well, we'll never forget you as well, and maybe you can. Uh, Rick is our a longtime phone counselor uh, on the Contending for the Faith, and he's been going through a lot of physical ailments, and uh, we thank God for Brother Frederick here in his stead, and he's been faithful. But, Rick, uh, we give a couple of minutes, and then we'll come back and pray for you. But tell the listening audience what's been going on with you and where you're at uh, right now on your physical plane. Yeah, physical plane right now, I'm dealing with a demon in both of my legs. That's probably the most uh, sticking point right now. The rest is uh, okay. And I definitely need prayer around that because that's what's keeping me immobile right now. Mm-hmm. So uh, that, that's where I need that's where I need prayer. I'm asking for a prayer around my uh, my my, uh, my stepdad and mom that they be in their right mind that they could what they could uh, hopefully in the, in the moment of their life hear the gospel. Pray for my uh, pray for my sister. She is doing much better. And uh, pray for my brother that uh, there's more to life than just uh, money. All right. Maybe we have a moment uh, to uh, pray for our brother, and then we'll go to our commercial. Mm -hmm. Thank you for those prayer requests, Brother Rick, and we love you, brother, and miss you, and we hope that uh, God give you a speedily recovery to get back with us. God bless. Amen. Brother Gary. All right. So, Lord, we just lift up our brother Rick tonight. He's been a long time uh, with contending for the faith. He's been faithful, Lord God. He's been faithful to you. He's been faithful to this ministry. And we love him dearly. We pray, Lord God, for a healing touch from the crown of his head to the bottom of his soles, Lord God, that you would just take care of that edema, Lord God, that you remove that fluid from him, Lord God, and help him to get back up on his feet again. We pray, Lord God, that you would just help him, Lord, not to be discouraged, but rather be encouraged, Lord God. Lift his spirits. Fill him with your Holy Spirit, Lord God, and give him new purpose, new life, restoration, and wholeness. We lift up his stepdad and mom, his sister and his brother. We pray, Lord God, for their salvation as well. We pray, Lord God, that you bless them, Lord God, and keep them in their right minds as he so eloquently asked, Lord God. And we just pray for Brother Rick, Lord God, that he would be able to return and continue to do the work that you've called him to do, continue to be a blessing wherever he is, Lord God, and strengthen him and encourage him. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Gary, and thank you, Rick, for your call, and God bless you and keep you. All right, Brother Gary? All right. Well, it's time for us to take that commercial break. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecture Counselor, and Expert on the Cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. And we just want to thank everybody who's been praying for Contending for the Faith and all of you who have been so generous as to donate and partner with us in this vital ministry. It's so important 
that you continue to pray, that your prayers are consistently going up for us because we need them. It's warfare all the time. And uh, we know that the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. And we know that your prayers are going up on behalf of this ministry. And we can't thank you enough. We also need to encourage you to continue to give, to continue to donate, to continue to be that, that listener support for this ministry so that we can continue to do what God has called us to do, particularly during the holiday seasons, particularly during this time where people uh, forget to give. <laughs> they get busy and one thing leads to another and the hustle and bustle of, of shopping and gift buying and all that stuff and and the different uh, events and different uh, functions going on at your churches. It's just so much happening. It's easy for ministries like Contending for the Faith and others to simply fall through the cracks. And so we don't want that to happen. We don't want to be in the crack, so to speak, and next time you know uh, there is no contending for the faith on the air because we've fallen all the way through because of lack of giving. Uh, we need your help. We need your continuous support. We need your continuous giving. And uh, we can't stress it enough that um, we know God has blessed us to be on the air for such a long time. And we know that many of you have been listening for that length of time. And if you've been blessed by the ministry and you've never given, now's the time. Now's the time. Uh, God's calling you to step up and partner with us here. There's two ways you can give. The first is is simply send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith. Uh, the address, again, CC, if you're listening, um, is Post Office Box 553 Tiburon, California. It's spelled T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. The second way is so much easier. If you have a laptop or smartphone or tablet you can go online with, uh, go to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org. And click on the donate button, and away you go. You'll be a blessing to us, Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary. Appreciate those uh, challenging uh, announcements there. And you know, I wanted to ask you a question in a minute, Brother Gary, and you can ponder on it before I uh, would be ask good. you. Amen. Give you a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to catch you off guard now. Uh, but uh, I'm, in a few minutes, I want to ask you a question about uh, what uh, what did you get out of the message tonight? Uh, and maybe you can uh, share some things around that on how you got blessed and encouraged the uh, people listening tonight from what you, know, you got out of this. But I, I wanted to—I thought about something in relationship to uh, the uh, the word, uh, you know, uh, GAP gap. So, and I thought I would give an acronym for that. <laughs> And uh, the acronym is for the G is God, and then the A, answers, and then the P, prayer. All right. Amen. And he does do all of that. Uh, He may not do it uh, when we want it, but he's always on time. And that's the most important thing. Uh, God answers prayer three ways, yes, no, and wait. And the wait is the hardest, but... We learn patience through all of that, and, and uh, God is trying to get our attention through that. But how did God speak to you in relationship to uh, this word tonight? And uh, maybe you can say a few things around it, and 
be a blessing to the people as well, Brother Gary? Well, you know, we're always engaged in a battle with culture. You know, it's it, and it's so important, <clears throat> especially in our church today, um, that our pastors and those who are leaders in the church are well equipped to really give answers in this area because um, people will have questions regarding these issues of things that are going on in their culture. And unless the church does a better job of equipping the saints um, with these answers, I'm really concerned that so many folks will, will just become, like we always say, doomed casualties in this war um, because they're not equipped. And I always say, if you're not equipped, expect to get whipped. And that's what's happening. And so it's so important that we are able to look at our culture and have that discerning eye to know that um, these are all, you know, counterfeit uh, substitutes for the truth of what Christmas is all about. You know, it's always been a battle between, you know, Santa Claus and Jesus. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and the world loves Santa Claus, you know, and they don't, and the devil doesn't have a problem with Santa Claus and, you know, <laughs> all the, the externals of Christmas, you know, the things that cause so much stress, you know, Jesus came that we, that we would have peace you know, and I, and I often think about Christmas and, you know, it's so easy to get caught up in this thing where it's so stressful. Um, and we forget that it's to celebrate the Prince of Peace. You know, what, you know, we need to, like Paul writes, know how to be content, whether we have much or whether we are based. And I think it's important that, again, we, we as believers and as leaders in our churches and as, as, the saints of God are able to uh, defend our faith, understand our position in light of our culture, and are able to answer the culture in love, express the truth in love. And I think that's um, the way tonight's message spoke to me. Again, we here we are rounding the curve toward um, Christmas Day, and uh, this is this has uh, been the the concern. For, a growing concern over the last few years. I remember when it first started, I was like, are you serious? I was at work, uh, work for the school district and in the communications office, right? Because I'm a multimedia specialist for the district at times. And so this idea of, well, we can't put out a Christmas card this year <laughs> that says Merry Christmas. You know, I'm like, what? <laughs> are you serious? It was just mind-boggling. It was just totally mind-boggling. And so, you know, that whole concept and that whole um, way of thinking, it, and I think one year you spoke about it being a spirit of Antichrist, and that's what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's that spirit of Antichrist. It, it's anti-Christmas. And uh, we need to be aware of that. You know, things are, the devil is subtle, and these things will just creep into our consciousness. They creep into our our thinking and next thing you know we're just right along with it without even thinking about it and uh, it's so easy to lose what the true meaning of christmas is to, with, you know at the risk of sounding cliche but you know it's all about jesus's birthday <laughs> you know he's the gift that we receive so that's how it hit me dr buckner well, that's so well said, Brother Gary. I appreciate that. And, you know, you've said so many things here that has touched me, but I'm sure it touched the people out there as well. And you hit on that uh, 
spiritual uh, word uh, that's so critical for all of us to be aware of and involved with is equipping. And you're absolutely right. We have failed to do that in a lot of our churches. Uh, the word equipping is one of the key v- words uh, that should be the number one priority in our churches because uh, we are doing a lot of things uh, other than that. Uh, matter of fact, the war between equipping and evangelism, we put so much emphasis on evangelism, but in order for you to be an effective evangelist, you've got to be effective in being equipped. And when we use the word equipped, we're simply saying when you are equipped, you're not only not going to get whipped, but you're also going to come out of it being a disciple. Mm-hmm. God is calling upon us to be disciples and followers of Christ and learned disciples of Jesus Christ. And you also hit on the word Antichrist. Wow, what a powerful word. Because John, in his epistles, he talked about two types of Antichrist. He talks about uh, the uh, Antichrist that will come in the future, but he says there's an Antichrist among us today. We not only have it with cults, but there's an Antichrist spirit, <coughs> excuse me, in our world today that is anti everything that has to do with the Christian faith. And that spirit is alive and well. You know, one thing that's interesting about uh, Santa Claus is, uh, you know, a lot of people don't realize that Santa Claus uh, really later on um, is really another term synonymous with uh, St. Nicholas. And uh, and it goes back to St. Nicholas who lived in the third century. He was a bishop of Myra, and he was an actual bishop. And he was a person who would had a ministry of giving. He would go to people's homes at night, because back then, in the third century, they would leave their windows open, and he would go inside their homes and drop off presents and then leave. And Children would stay up at night to try to catch him. And one time, tradition says, one kid caught him doing it. He was coming down the chimney. He was coming through the windows. And the thing that's quite interesting is that um, this man, St. Nicholas, also was a defender of the Christian faith. He was not only a person who gave to the poor, he would go about and give to the needy, not to the greedy. He would give to the needy, and he would go into their homes when the windows open, drop off gifts. And later on, they identified him like Santa Claus because they started saying he'd come down the chimney. But, but St. Nicholas in the 3rd century also was a defender of the Christian faith. You never hardly hear people say that. Defender of the Christian faith. And he was at the Council of Nicosia in 325 A.D., standing up against Arius Alexander, who was a heretic in the church, who was denying that Jesus was God and denying the Trinity. He stood up against Arius Alexander. Very few people know that. Tradition also says that In one of the meetings, when Arius Alexander was denying the deity of Christ, 
that it says that, you know, St. Nicholas stood up and slapped him in his face because he said, no way would you deny my Savior. It's interesting. Do do a word uh, Google and do a study sometime on St. Nicholas, and you'll find some very interesting things. And there's a gentleman that actually literally wrote a book on on St. Nicholas that I think you would uh, find very interesting, and we can give you further information if you're interested on that. Uh, but it's quite interesting. A time today in which we're living where the spirit of the Antichrist is at work against not only the uh, the the Jesus of the Bible, saying that he's everything other than what he claimed to be, but the spirit of the Antichrist, the spirit against the Word of God, is uh, saying that abortion is okay, saying that homosexuality is okay, transgender stuff is okay, saying it's okay to fornicate, the adultery. And we see all this stuff in the news today going on today with so many top people who are well-known falling by the wayside sexually. And I believe God has shaken up things. I really do believe that because Scripture says whatever's in the dark, it'll come out to the light. And the big thing that I pray for, now this is the strong delusion. The big thing that I pray for is to see these big-name people that's falling, as well as the women who are also victims, but also they're not always the most innocent thing neither. But seeing how these people are getting shook up and things, God is shaking up things, I still don't see no one crying out to Jesus. The big-time people falling and the women, too. Uh, you know, they're saying, I was mistreated this way and mistreated that way and this way. Well, maybe if you were walking the way of God and doing what God tell you to do, you wouldn't be going through all this stuff right now. So God is shaking up things, trying to wake up things, and he's trying to get their attention. But just like in Las Vegas, when the tragedy of the killings took place in Northern California, with all of the things that took place there with the fires, how many people in the media cried out and said, I want to know my Savior. I want to know God. I did hear about on CNN an agnostic. (laughs) He turned to God. But what about the others? Brother Gary. Well, we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast. And we'd like to thank Vince, our engineer, Frederick, our phone counselor, and you, our listening audience, for being part of tonight's program. It's important for us to hear from you, your letters and cards, and encouragement to us. So drop us a note and let us know how the program has blessed you. You can reach us at Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553. Tiburon, California, 94920. Please keep us in your prayers until next week at this time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you.